I can just sit here and draw my pretty pictures and watch you both sink into oblivion. I uh, is, is Elder Scrolls re-releasing? But I'm Tish. <laughs> Very good. Let's start with that. Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben. We're here with the returning Lucy. Hello. I zoned out then. I didn't realise you started recording. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying things. I've heard this before. It's fine. What's going on? And we're joined by Adol. Hello. Hello, sir. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Let's drink some beers and talk about some games. Hooray! Hooray! That sounds great. Adol, what are you drinking? Uh, beers. I have two more beers from the Korea box because it is the last month of my dissertation and I had them in a fridge. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, another one from Amazing Brewing Company. It is the Song, Song Sudong Song Sudong Pale Ale, four point eight percent. A light, easy drinking American style pale ale hopped with Simcoe for fruity top notes as well as earthy and savory pine character. Smooth and refreshing. Nice. Short and sweet. Yeah. That, yeah. that career box was very good. Well, I, think I might have had that one, or maybe it's still waiting to be drank. I can't remember. Do you two just to, just ah! to interrupt the, the flow of things? Oh, no. I don't see how these could have gotten shaken up in the fridge for a week. <laughs> and then up the stairs. It's a poltergeist just shaking your fridge overnight. That's what it is. <laughs> One of your housemates just rattling it constantly when you're not Or in. I really walk with vigor, but given how <laughs> fucking exhausted I am. Bounced up the stairs as you went to, um, your, uh, you went to your room. I'm going to pour this. Yep. And then um, I will hopefully catch up on what your beers are like when I listen later. Because I need to clean the beer off the floor. Which is a <laughs> Go, go. Lucy, what, what are you yes. starting with? I'm starting with a beer from, I believe it was in the Beer 52 Boston Tea Party box. Oh. Um, it's the. It's a dark Dunkel Star beer from Harpoon. Um, I'm trying to figure out what its name is. Is it called Love Beer, Love Life? I don't know. I have no idea what it's called. I don't know. It's a beer from Harpoon. Is that just their <laughs> slogan? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, dark. So not... What's it saying? Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Dunkel style beer. Yeah. Maybe it's just called dark. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Who yeah. knows? Crack that one open. Yeah, there's nothing really. No, there's no flavour text really. Mm. It was imported by Adnams. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, so, I'm going to open... There's a lot of text on this can. I'm going to drink this from Fierce and Verdant. It's the Zero One Citra, which is a juicy IPA, 6%. So, it's part of the Single Hop Project. So, Zero One Citra, uh, made with Verdant. 
says the yeast is Imperial A38. And this IPA was brewed to accentuate the citrus and tropical fruit elements of the Citra Hop strain. Juicy and hazy, the bitterness is kept low by adding only whirlpool and late dry hops. The A38 yeast adds stone fruit flavours to the beer, and the addition of a small amount of passion fruit puree adds an extra flavoured dimension. Um, I've not had anything from the single hop project from Fierce before. This may be... It is, no, it is zero one, whether there's any more yeah. out. Um, I've never so, the fierce single hop project is designed to showcase individual hop strains and how their unique characteristics impart contrasting profiles in different beer styles, alongside varied yeast strains. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, Lots a lot of breweries of people. are doing that nowadays. Yeah, they are, they are. I think people are starting to get maybe not necessarily bored with just producing another IPA or, uh, you know, another pale. They kind of want to see how well their craft is, I guess. And see what they can do with maybe a limited number of ingredients and things pushing themselves possibly a little bit rather than just a slightly different flavored ipa yeah and it's quite a good marketing ploy like it's incentive if you you know saying oh it's there we change this and this one's this it gives people incentive to buy them all okay completely it's that like it's that gacha game style thing isn't it you've got to get them all haven't you you've had zero one you've had zero two you've had zero three gacha zero four beer. comes up you might as well might as well get it gacha beer sounds yeah. very expensive so before we launch into how these taste a quick question for the both of you um with your beer 52 boxes do you both um get the same style and the same size box i don't remember because there's two different styles you can get isn't there there's um is it mixed and a light yeah yeah so uh, i get mixed yeah i get mixed yeah i think it's for people who don't particularly like stouts they just get like light right you just get like standard ipas and stuff like that i get mm -hmm. the um 10 10 bill um package but yeah i'm i've currently frozen it until something that you know um looks interesting comes on uh the yeah. korean one was really interesting so i stayed for that one but yeah i don't think they've announced next month's as in march um so yeah god knows I, gotta, it's gonna be. I cancel my direct debit but forgot to call them <laughs> and so i got a text message saying your box is ready but we can't send it to you and i was like well Subscription cancel. <laughs> <laughs> it was an ongoing saga with the deal, and yeah. that was the only way you knew how to get out. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll try and call them again, but oh, she's like, <sighs> yeah, they're very good. The guy this time did upsell me. He was like, oh, um, if you unfreeze it at any point, you get ten pounds off your box. So I was like, okay, I'll just freeze rather than cancel. So yeah, that's um, it's essentially what I did as well, but I. I've frozen it until um, I want it again, essentially. They're mm. quite good at sort yeah. of just reeling you in that little bit just to keep you. Um, and But mine's the same. They, the they gave yeah. me, they basically, you know, dropped the price of every box going forward by a little bit <laughs> and froze it until I think I, I got it frozen until like May or something like that. Um, nice. So, yeah. so yeah. I'll just phone them again and say, ah. Uh, Maybe not, not this month, time. maybe. But we should really yeah. get sponsored by them at this point. <laughs> but I think uh, conversations like this are probably not the best sponsorship. No, I think we've been very nice. They're saying, That's look, true. you can freeze at any time. you got to, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, it's mostly the only negative thing I have is when I cancel it and I didn't cancel it. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe maybe over the years I've not enjoyed some of the beers, especially sort of the the own brewed ones. You know, mm. when they do yeah. a box and it's all beers from them. Um, whether that I don't know. I mean, it's not for it's not for a lack of planning from them because obviously them having to have gone and brewed those beers and then be ready for shipping mm. shows some planning. You know, it's not like they haven't gone out to breweries and had enough to be able to make a box or something. I think maybe just the direction that they kind of have gone in. Maybe not so much in the last few months, but last year. Yeah. Last year, yeah, me off was... it a little bit. Me yeah. too. But I mean, that's why I tried to cancel of... in August. Yeah, mm. tail end of last year, they have definitely picked it back up, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I've been. I was sort of meh um, about switching. I actually don't even know if they have the right address. It's quite possible they sent. No, no, I got a box here. Korea box that I'm drinking from. Like I told you, on top of things, I am boxes not. <laughs> I know where you used to live. I'm going to go there and take all your beer fish. Just find all of these boxes just, way, just stacked up waiting for it. Um, well, the trip to Bristol. I suppose I should talk about my beer. I don't know where yep. we're at. Um, after, the, after the beer 52 section of the podcast, it's time to talk about <laughs> our beers. Um, it is definitely fruity on the nose. Sort of a mild tropical, more passion fruit than mango. Hmm. There's a bit of a multi sweetness there too. A touch. It looks very crisp. It is. It's um, it's got just enough um carbonation for a uh, pale ale. Hmm. Although that might just be because I blew up my face. Um, <laughs> uh, I like it that I, I, I like it that it's a little flatter than than uh, like all the American pale ales. This is definitely probably because it blew up in my face, and I've lived in England for long enough that I'm getting used to more flat beers. Um, yeah. it, it has a nice fruit fruitiness, and I don't. I think the the can mentioned a pininess. I see that right away. Just a nice mm -hmm. touch of pininess on the finish. Mm. And it sort of leaves with just a touch of bitterness, but it's really quite light. So it just mostly tastes like ale rather than bitter. Um, and that, that finish is light and still there, you know, 35 seconds later. Um, yeah, but it's very crisp. That pininess sort of helps keep that crisp character throughout. Yeah. Quite tasty beer. Uh, it's a good example of a pale ale. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nice. Good to start after the explosion. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the second. <laughs> sure it'll settle down in that time. Get a little bowl to open it over. <laughs> yeah. I blame you. <laughs> you shut it up. Lucy, how's that? Uh, you yours? see him. I didn't realise you could see him. Yeah, ju only just. Yeah. Only just. Yeah. His little face is poking in in the corner. Cat meow. Yeah. Cat meow. Cat meow. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Cameo. <laughs> um, I might have yes, used all my, my brain dear. power up on that. No, one. <laughs> just leave it there. That's, yeah. that's the episode title. Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Dunkel style beer. It's very Dunkley. Um, yeah, in it's, a stylistic way. Yes, in a stylistic way. <laughs> um, this. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's got a nice coffee, like roasted coffee flavour. Um, not quite as much 
you know, in terms of like if you had a stout, you'd definitely have like those roasted malts and coffee and chocolate running through mm. it and very deep, rich flavour. This is much more pared back. Um, okay. In terms of, you know, sweetness and the coffee and the maltiness. But yeah, it's it's light. It's 5.2%. didn't say that at the start. But um, yeah, it's it's something that... I mean, we've we've been fortunate this February to have, like, decent weather. So, mm, yeah. you know, it's like 11, 12 degrees during the day, which is usually, you know, a couple of years ago, which was basically the height of summer. So um, it's, it's not like winter now, so I think this would serve better as, like, oh, I'm drinking this during the day in the right. winter. You okay. Know, so. But, yeah, it's nice. It's It's not doing a lot. But mm. it's very smooth. It's very easy drinking. You know, if you wanted to, you could easily knock this back. But I think just like the slight acridity from, you know, the chocolate and the coffee, it's probably probably would, what you know, hold you back from drinking it all, just like down in it. But it, the taste is, you know, really good. I really enjoy this. I think, I think all the Harpoon beers from that box I enjoyed. So... Were there many? I think there was at least three. Okay. Yeah, they're all pretty good. I'd have to drag up their names of what they are, but yeah, I've enjoyed every single one of them. So it's just small. Nice, good, solid. So the uh, the fierce and verdant um, zero one citra collaboration juicy IPA. It is certainly juicy. Uh, it's very very hazy. Oh, oh wow! It almost there, looks like, like a juice. <laughs> it does very much like under the under the spotlight. It is very orangey with that light sort of yellowness, a light tinge of yellow around the edges, slightly paler. Um, definitely getting a lot of citrus off of that, which gives it a little bit of a, a tang to it as well, which is nice. Mm. Um, it's only 6%, but that might be that tang kind of feels like maybe it's a little bit, you know, when you get that sweetness, which is slightly alcoholic, whether that tang could kind of be mistaken for that. I don't think it is. It's more of a tang, I think, from the citrus. Um, but as those stone fruits, as they say, kind of not doing very much, but maybe just balancing mm -hmm. the whole flavour down slightly. Um, that sits really underneath everything else, kind of all the way through. Uh, starts off very sort of... Very big, very kind of juicy. And that citrus, it, 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 it kicks in quite quickly... Mm -hmm. but it sort of um it sort of it's, it's quite a slow build so the citrus kind of does this and then just ramps up quite quite <laughs> swiftly after about uh, about two seconds so i think what they tried to do is just balance everything obviously they're just using citrus so they're going to be getting a load of that citrus flavor coming through and having to try and do everything else with the malts and and obviously with the with the yeast which they mentioned um right. you know almost getting top billing to kind of maybe just drag everything down a little yep. bit so it's super um super easy to drink quite well balanced just that that tang is quite nice just for something else you know replacing maybe a bitterness because there's no bitterness to this whatsoever mm. it's very very easy yeah just looks like pure pineapple juice almost it does does look like like pineapple juice really does yeah you can just tell the viscosity just looking at it 
That's why it's got pulp in it almost. <laughs> it, it, right. almost yeah. Yeah. It's got a slight carbonation to it as well, which I think accentuates the tang <laughs> slightly. But it's quite, you know, it's not it's not viscous. Mm. Uh, it's not thick. It's not syrupy. You know, when we were getting mm. some of those um, those really really hazy cloud water beers, yeah, that were super thick. Uh, you know, it's not there. Um, it's it is edging that way. You know, it's maybe not quite as wet mm. as um, as a pale ale or you know like a standard IPA perhaps. Um, it's just it's got a little bit of thickness to it, not much, um, but yeah. Easy. Too easy. <laughs> what was the percentage again? Uh, six. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. It's reasonable. Chug it. It's fine. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've already poured the, the entire can in. And I'm, <laughs> I've only got a third left. So, yes, it's going down dangerously easy, as we say. So, mm. let's move on to games. What are those? Things that people play to enjoy themselves. Well, oh, not necessarily. You're meant to enjoy yourself. There's lots of different <laughs> experiences you can have with games. It's actually, yeah, <laughs> anger. It's it's you know, really hard to define. Uh, Wittgenstein actually um, used the concept of games to say that um, some concepts only ha only are a set of family things with family resemblances because you can't oh. give a set of properties that games have because okay. some won't will and will not have them, but they all sort of cluster together to. Um, uh, and in, in virtue of that cluster that we under, have an understanding of the concept, even though there's no way to like precisely define it, because you would lose things out of the cluster. That was heady conversation, yeah. considering we're all absolutely shattered. Games. <laughs> I literally <laughs> wrote about that today, and you said what? games. Hmm. So what are what are some of these? What are what's in the in the family cluster? What's it? What's that come under? Like interactive. Well, no, it's, it's like, okay, so we have a concept game, yeah, and we could ascribe properties that, that pull out. So that concept corresponds to some set of activities or whatever. We want us to understand what a game means, so we say, okay, what are the properties all these things have? Points, pleasure, um, competition, opposing sides, winning conditions, all those things. You could, we can find counterexamples to all of them, but most mm -hmm. games have those things. Right. But there's no like there isn't even a core property that all games will have. Sure. Sure. So they all they have they just are sort of a bunch of different ideas that have a family resemblance to each other. But if we try to give us concrete set of properties, things we definitely think are games would fall out of them. Mm, mm. You well, should do it's... a GDC talk. <laughs> 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 there is on, on, on philosophy of language. Yes, oh, and games. There is, there is. Adol, <laughs> you'd be interested in this. Maybe I should lend it to you. There's a book called 10 Things Video Games Can Teach Us, which is on my shelf currently. And I think it says about, like, life something and something. And it's... How to be a whiny little baby. When uh, Nintendo stopped fucking up Zelda's... There we go. <laughs> Teaches us about life, philosophy, and everything. <laughs> by Jordan Erica Weber. And I'd started... I did start reading this, but I moved on to a book about... Um, Disaster capitalism instead, uh, but the um, like reading. <laughs> I know, I know. This is what I'm reading at the moment. Um, 
like the the the, the intro and um, I think the first chapter talks about um, games and philosophy essentially and kind of what mm. they're going to be going into within the book. So I was like, it was super interesting. I don't think I was quite in the mood for it when I when I started it. Right. Um, it's something I will return to. It's on the shelf in the list of things next to the mm. portable portable atheist, which is not a portable book whatsoever. But as like, it's a super interesting concept. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, yeah. that needs to kind of be explored maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I think I think with interactive um, technologies as well, even our like Wittgenstein wrote this in like 1920 something. Uh, but now, like, there's so many more different ways we can interact with the world and each other and things mm. and manufactured things that it's definitely the case that there's never going to be an all-encompassing definition. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But if he was still alive, he'd be a hardcore Dota player. <laughs> just a sense I get. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, oh, would he give people shit constantly as well? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's interesting that kind of like the like the first word that I thought of was interactive, but we kind of start to get mm. to the things that like a choose your own adventure book is interactive. You're making decisions. You're choosing what things to happen. That's that's not. Is that a game? Is no. Uh, mm. Even um, the Black Mirror episode that recently came out, Bandersnatch. Yeah, which is based on kind of like a choose your own adventure style. Uh, system at least branching paths and making a decision on what to do is that a game it's interactive um yes it's, yeah, it's, it seems like it's not though right but it's it's well yeah does everything kind of lead you to the same point i don't i'm not sure i never i didn't finish that either uh but yeah i mean the other uh, thing is um uh what was you say um fucking derail myself it was coming off of your thing <laughs> A thing, and then I was gonna say other thing, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, that makes sense." So why don't you just say that makes sense, and we can move on? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Very insightful. Oh, yes. that's gonna bother me. It's fine. Just, just burst in with it, it later when yeah. we're in the middle of talking about something um, else. It's fine. It will come back. It will come back. Something that I think maybe we'll return to when you're not oh. philosophied out at all. Walking okay. simulators. Most people would classify not uh, people were like these aren't real games or these aren't games they're something else yeah and i always thought um, that too mm. everyone and should so listen to that, steve gainer's um gdc talk about like why uh gone home is a game yeah i mean i think game. it is but i mean i was just pointing this out as i like <laughs> this idea of this fixed criteria yeah. won't work uh, and like the black mirror episode is sort of on a continuum of being able to influence the narrative instead of just passively um, consume it, even though all the steps are sort of pre-written, the ordering and how you interact with them are different. Right. Yeah, um, I, think, I mean, that's yeah. what we called them, what would we call them? Narrative? Narrative experience walking simulators? Yeah. yeah. Mm, news. News. I couldn't <laughs> remember if it was exploration or if it was experience. Might be exploration. Oh. Narrative exploration walking simulators, like Firewatch. Yeah, narrative mm -hmm. exploration, walking simulator. There we go. Yeah, and what we're saying is news is games. Yes, <laughs> I think at the center of the Venn diagram of what makes a game is crunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right at the center. <laughs> Incorporates all games. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. How sad. Uh, <laughs> so it turns out. I brought a topic, which was this last thing we talked about. So I Ooh. don't need to give up another topic. 
I'm saying I derailed this for sufficiently long. This is now my topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. That's I didn't great. have anything else, but when in doubt, just just start talking about Wittgenstein. <laughs> <laughs> just throw him in anytime you stumble. Um, yeah. Even mid sentence, just so. Yeah. Wittgenstein. It's you know, it all comes back yeah. to him. Tooltip to the reader. It's this is a bad general rule. Dates <laughs> <laughs> going bad. Uh, Wittgenstein. Nope. <laughs> or very yes. In which case, you're in luck. What was the other thing? Did you say you didn't bring anything? So that was going to be your topic. No, you yeah, did I, was, bring I, was something saying, I was saying I, I, I was I had forgotten all about topics until you mentioned your topic. And then I was like, oh, fuck, but I derailed us. And we actually talked about games and, and what makes a game a game. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's a topic. And I yeah. think walking simulators slash narrative exploration slash news are games. Um, I, though, I just said they're sort of on a continuum from like Bandersnatch. And I... My gut, like, it's like, I don't think Bandersnatch is a game, but I can't tell you what would make it not a game that, except maybe, like, more control, but that seems like a vague mm -hmm. notion. Yeah, because a lot of, like, Telltale's pretty much the same, you know? Yeah, and, like, mm. fucking um, uh, old-school text adventures. Everything's mm. pre-scripted. You just have yeah. to figure out what to do. And, uh, and to me, like, those are clearly games, but I think part of it is the figuring out, maybe. But I haven't actually done Bandersnatch, so maybe this is just because well, I assume with... it's, like, a branching narrative. Yeah, It's a with game some... when you hook a keyboard up to your TV. It's a game, then. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you don't even Fucking have to do that. Just PS4s are no games. No games yeah, on yeah. the PS4. Uh, but then you've got games like... Um... Like, is it called Late Shift? Yeah, is it the, I the, the that. Like the live action mm. game, I, which I have really it, installed on my machine. I've never played it. It's but it's like an like FMV game? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It would be good for an evening with you and Kim. That's exactly what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for an evening mm. where we're both in the mood to, to, to play yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but that's not happened for a long time. Um <laughs> 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 the game, the game, obviously. Um, so there, there are there are kind of there are experiences out there which you know which Bandersnatch can be compared to, I suppose, or at least this kind of this this live action uh, choose uh, uh, you know choose a path or choose a narrative to follow kind of action. It, it, well, and the thing is, those FMV games were clearly games. So what makes Bandersnatch yeah. different that mm. I play with my remote control? I, I will I will I will play Bandersnatch in March. I said play. There we go. Well, we, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. We 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 played it with a with a DS4 because so we were on the PlayStation. Yeah. So I play Netflix of... every so often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of you know it doesn't necessarily kind of like negate that point, but you know even even control pad or how you play, what you play with, kind of is taken out of the equation essentially. It may, I find that a bad, bad rubric because of the reasons we just said about Netflix and stuff, and also like yeah. made-up games that children do use r fucking bullshit whatever's lying around, and so it can't be object-based. You, you know what? I think maybe I'm now gotten getting to the point where we're over at. We I'm over analyzing. <laughs> <responses. laughs> 
of this beer and video games podcast. So I'm going to say thanks for coming along. Topic one is over. And what's the next topic? What makes a beer a beer? Then we'll end with what makes a podcast a podcast. Ads. Not this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you have a beer that doesn't have the core ingredients? Yes. It, it, do you know of one, or are you just saying that it would still be a beer? <laughs> mm. Mm. I, can't, I can't give it any beer I've had which doesn't have malt, hops, malts, or yeast, and water. And water. Yeah. And Make alcohol. a beer without water. I think, the, process, I think the process is. The stages of the process, though, how you approach the process and what you put in at different times, I think is probably malleable, but I think the base recipe makes a beer oh. versus other things. Well, what yeah, were the like old-timey beers? Like, you know, like, but they all had, like, yeast in them, though, still. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I don't know enough about these things, but I would suggest that at least... I, I would suggest that beer is a more stable concept than games. Yeah, it's more well defined. Yeah, mm -hmm. can't change it. Turns out logic is not well defined. Yeah, I think a brewery should make a beer without water. Oh god! What would they use instead? Beer? Vodka, straight vodka. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> that has water in it. Yeah, it would yeah. Mm. Unless you. So the problem like, is, just, um, if you try to get rid of the water, you would get rid of the alcohol first in any sort of chemical process that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Then well, you just have kind of terrible tasting powder. Without the party <laughs> effect. Mm. <laughs> well, mm. you just snort it then. A powder. Brilliant. Um, Beer for your nose. Could you, like um, like toast does, with, <laughs> uh, you know, with, using, with using bread that is... You know, from the bakery that it hasn't been sold, or however they get their their bread, could you recycle your beer to go back into your beer? Oh, rather well, than using water, you could use your beer as the water, or would that fuck it up completely? I mean, I think it might. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't remember enough about the process of beer making at this, this is, point. This is a conversation for someone who makes beer. Yeah, and, and then uh, the first and only conversation you'll have. Can you, like, <laughs> make beer with beer? <laughs> like, what if I can finish your beer? Can I pour it in a bucket? And then when the bucket gets full enough, can I make that bucket into more beer? God, not... Like a different beer. Not unopened, undrunk beer. I was thinking more like just non-sold beer. But, you know. I'm aware. We could we could just I mean, collect I think the, the cans back and just get every <laughs> tiny drip out of each each can. Yeah, just wipe carling off the bar into a bucket. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Those sticky floors just wipe your shoes at the end I of mean, the night. I mean, there into... used to be a bar in Calgary called Cowboys where they had a dollar draft night, small right. small cups and draft, hmm. and the rumor was that it was just like all of the overflow oh. resold, and it mm. tasted like the rumor was true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it's, it's, how, it's place. You know, it's like it's how weather. It's not necessary, but it's Weatherspoons kind of was able to make really cheap or sell beer really cheaply because they were able to buy in volume beer that was right 
at the end of its kind of sell-by date. Uh, right. So they're able to buy it super cheap to sell it back to people super cheap. I don't know whether that's still what they do. I don't realize that. It's still pretty cheap. Uh, I I never got into the spoons culture that is part of British. Yes. <laughs> You're missing out, mate. We're going to get you a full English. I'm going to stay there all day. Oh, jeez. I'd rather not give that be a veggie. Break my money. To be honest, that sounds like a decent plan to me. <laughs> 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 they actually, the last time I went to Everspoons, which is probably a couple of years now. But, yeah, um, I've not been to one for a long time. Yeah, they were starting to do, like, you know, you would get, like, your Sierra Nevada, your brew dog, mm. like, your flying dog and stuff like that. So they were, you know, inching their way into that market. Um, still, and, and you could get them for pretty cheap and, you know, you know stuff like brew dog, you know, don't taste half bad. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I think the last time I went into Weatherspoons was last summer mm. for my mate Stag Do. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. You tell me. Didn't you just switch to whiskey like straight away? Or something? <laughs> well, I had a, I had a, uh, I think it's, is it called Shipyard? Probably. It's like a pale, I think it's like an American pale ale that is sold pretty much in every Weatherspoon's going. Mm. And I drank that, I'm like, nope, I'm done, thanks. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just, just switched to rum. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. <laughs> and then we, so we banged our drinks back and then went to an escape room and then went back to the Weatherspoon's. I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Really? Could we not have, could we not have gone somewhere else? We went to a, faux German beer keller afterwards and Ooh. drank I can't remember Paulna Hefeweizen or something like that probably but yeah. at least it was slightly better great. than the shit Weatherspoon beer yeah if you've got the intention of just getting drunk My it's, it's good yeah cheap 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. edible beers mm. it's an interesting kind of concept really that Weatherspoons sort of exists as a social space for a lot of older Variety people. people. Mm. Um, That's why it opens at like seven a.m. Yeah, <laughs> and people can, you know, and and seems to serve alcohol from that time as well. Whether they just you? got, whether they just got twenty-four hour licensing for every venue yeah, that they have, yeah. they open, they serve, and you're 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 off straight away. But every time you go into Witherspoons, the thing I don't like about Witherspoons is there's no atmosphere. Oh, no there one is. in there. No one in there cares. Just not the one you. that you want. <laughs> 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 there's just ten, ten people all sat all yeah, by themselves, all in a circle, just all, as a yeah. massive vacuum, just They're dragging like all of the atmosphere old. out of the fucking room, just <laughs> yeah. taking it away. And as soon as you walk into it, you think, oh, this is it's kind of acceptable, I suppose. Mm. I'll I'll have a breakfast. I wasn't coming in here for a breakfast, mm. but I have one now. They're all like 70 years old with like long white beards, and they literally look like carbon copies of each other. And it's like, didn't I just see you? And it's like, oh, <laughs> But then you, you know, towards the evening, you might get some a few people there, like on a Friday night, and people are dancing drunkenly to like just weird nineties songs, doing karaoke. <laughs> and so it is all of the, We get all the sixteen-year-olds these days, because really, well, when I was well. Uh, not I thought 16 year olds just well, stayed at home and played Fortnite. I didn't think they drank. Uh, no, they That's went to Apex Legends now. Mm. I'm sorry. sorry. 
yes their battle royale game of choice but a lot of uh, the drinking age does seem to not the drinking age has changed but the demographic of people drinking is definitely getting older because a lot mm. of younger people aren't going out as much they haven't um, had life hard like us that's what it well is. they uh, I, obviously when i was like what 20 21 is mm. when they started getting super super hot on IDing people on the door and the oh. fines got really big for uh, for underage drinking for venues and people um uh and i think that's yeah. around about it's about a year or so maybe before the 24-hour licensing came in so or maybe it's roughly around about the same sort of time so i seem to remember places that you know i used to work in a venue that i'd been drinking in since i was 16 mm. and i hit 18 and i start working there and you know, the owner was like, you've been here for years. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? And then suddenly, <laughs> a couple of years later, yeah. it was just like super hot on mm. IDing everybody and not letting in anyone underage. That mm. uh, just they're, they're, There seems to be less places, or at least less places, less licensed establishments for people underage to kind of go to. I mean, there should be none, obviously. That's the law. But... I seem I seem to yeah. think that you know Weatherspoons to me seems like that kind of place that you can kind of chance it just a little bit that oh maybe God, if you yeah. get in early and there's no one on the door and you've got a little bit of stubble and you know you're not <laughs> you're balding just a little bit at 16 you can probably get a beer yeah, yeah. I was just talking about like legal beer. drinking but, <laughs> <laughs> but fair enough then <laughs> <laughs> I suppose for legal purposes, just in case Weatherspoons listen and we get sued, no one underage obviously drinks Weatherspoons. They well, must ID everybody. Honest, They've got a, at a, least a, to a, our knowledge, you know and we would discourage them if we knew. I exactly. cl I've clapped it. They're not going out to bars. What they're doing is they're going on Amazon, Amazon Now or something, Where? and then just buying it and then just getting it delivered to their house. Like, yeah, they have a dash button that's like someone on a moped appears. Mate, you can get. Like, there are services that will just go to where you want them to and pick you up booze and bring it to you. Yeah. I don't know how those services work, whether it's online, whether you have to provide ID, whether... I'm well, sure there's a bunch of, eh, we should do X, but we don't have to do X. Because they're not really checking... I don't know, if you're putting, like, your card date details in, they're not checking your date of birth, are they? Can't they? I doubt it. Not yeah. unless your card. Exactly. You just say that you're 18. Why wasn't I born in like the year 2000? Uh, I managed my, my fair share of. I mean, hypothetically, hypothetically, if I turned 18 in 2001, um, oh, I God. still managed to have fun at parties and go to pubs in preceding years. Yeah. So I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, mo mo kids these days don't drink nearly as much as we did when we were their age. No, they don't. Like underage, etc. And even different. into undergrad. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, the broad know... demographic, obviously, there'll be counterexamples. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Just... Completely. I mean, I only know one person now who is. Or well, he's 18. Is he 18 or is he 19? I don't know. My brother's one of those ages, 18 or 19. And he 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 doesn't go out drinking but and he doesn't drink beer or cider at all he is it's just a straight whiskey drinker 
Solid. But he he will drink at home because he is playing Overwatch or something with a group of people that he's chatting to all night on Discord that he talks yeah. to every day and has his group of mates and they all play and occasionally they go out that you know they all do live in the same or a lot of them live in the same place the ones that kind of went to uni i think are still part of the group but they do go out occasionally when like someone comes back from uni right that's when they go special occasion out exactly Exactly. the pub isn't an occasion in and of itself anymore yeah and you know (laughs) if if kim and i like should we just go to the pub you know if kim's mum's here to look after evelyn we might just whip up to the pub for a couple of pints I don't think the slightly younger generation or those who are between sort of 18 and you know early 20s kind of do that very much. No. I'm not, even I've not had a like regular pub that I go to because the ones around here, you know, even before I was into craft beer, you wouldn't want to go to anyway. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I go, yeah. I go to the pub frequently. Oh, yeah, like now I, I go to like bars all the time and just... Yeah. yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, not a regular. Like I'm happy to flitter around. Mm-hmm. I obviously have, I have a lot of regulars. But when you have a lot of regulars, you're not always in them every yeah. week. <laughs> That's what it. Is. That could be very misconstrued. That sentence, but <laughs> um, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, is it is it one of those Lucy that you just prefer to kind of um, you know? to drink kind of on your own sort of time, you know, when you're doing something else that you enjoy, is going to the pub like an event? Is it when, uh, you know, like a friend is about or, you know, with with your partner, do you just go, let's just go to the pub? Um, no, I don't really go to pubs nowadays, you know? Mm. Like, it is just mainly tap rooms and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, like it's, it's 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 a sad state of affairs because you know, like pubs, they're obviously dwindling in their numbers yeah. nowadays, and you know, my generation is probably a reason for that. But um, yeah, it's just I did that going out every Friday to like whatever spoons and doing that, you know, and it's just like you get tired of that. Sometimes you just want to sit down and talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I talk to people at the pub. Yeah. Yeah, in Weatherspoons sure. where there's no music or atmosphere at all. Mm. You don't need music that drowns out your conversation. That's what I'm saying. But in like Weatherspoons, exactly. after a certain point during the night, they start playing music and it's like, I don't want to hear this blaring music. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, I just like going to a, a nice, quiet place. Yeah, and it's like, even like tap rooms, like people bringing all their children there, and that's a different story altogether. It's like, <laughs> this is not a crash, people. This is not a crash. You know? I think maybe it's, you know, at least for us, it's perhaps a lot to do with, like, with, with beer choice as well. So, the mm. closest pub to us currently isn't a pub. It's a Toby Carvery. And yeah. you can go in, you can just sit in the bar area right? and I go in and I drink Guinness because it's the only slightly Palatable tasty beer. beer they have. They've got Hop House on as well, but ah, it just, just lacks too much for me when you're drinking stuff like this every week. Yeah. Um, so I go in and I have a Guinness. Uh, the pub that's maybe a few more minutes further down the road 
again is a uh, it's a brewery it's like a bigger brewery owned pub I cannot remember which one it is because I rarely drink any of their beers again whoever makes who makes pedigree uh, that, that Marston's brewer or? might be Marston's yeah uh, and again I just drink Guinness because that's yeah. the tastiest beer yeah, they have on pretty much, like. yeah. so it, but that's I think that's that's kind of part of the problem now a lot of people were kind of shifting in their tastes and with so much more on offer in the last say five years mm. the standard kind of uh you know brewery brew pub brewery owned pub is definitely losing a little bit of share to tap rooms um uh, to bottle shops with yeah. with taps yeah. in you know that's that's the last place i drank a beer inside yeah, no. was the was the was the bottle shop mm. Yeah. Uh, mine was the Henry Vaults, which I was at on Monday. Which is a wine bar. No, no, the Highbury Vaults is is a, is a shitty Bristol institution. No, no, it is. It's no longer. I'm sure it used to be called the Highbury Wine Bar. I think it might be the Kingsdown Wine Vaults oh, on Kingsdown maybe. Parade. Yes, yes, I think it you're right. It used I think to that's be a wine place, of. and now doesn't yeah. really do wine, especially, but it's still called yeah. Technico, called the Kingsdown Wine Vaults. Yes, Ivory Vaults that is, is what I'm thinking. St. Michael's Hill by the co-op. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, carry on. I was just going gonna... to say a little bit of Bristol for everybody if they want yeah. to come in and yes, find somewhere to drink. They have the proper job now on. Um, which is a decent IPA, and they've put it on in the past couple of weeks. Because otherwise, we're talking like gem and tribute. Yeah, and they're like I've had so much tribute in my life because after every post grad whip, and we go to the the hybrid vaults, and I've been doing this PhD for six years on and off in this country. So yeah. That that is that is a Bristol institution for me because it's really hard to convince <laughs> philosophers not to go to that place around the corner that we always go to. Yes. Yeah, I was just gonna say like even when I do end up in a pub, like usually I've gone out to like a tap room and just end up in a pub anyway. Mm. So like, I usually just order water, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is part of the problem. It's like I'm not putting any money back into that place. That's really yeah. Funny. That's yeah. why I'm doing money. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, you just have the same things that I know that I don't like. I've had it before, and it's like, I'm good. I'll just have a water. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> I think it's why places like, at least in Bristol, places like King Street, where you've got small bar and beer emporium yeah. and things do so well because people have shifted, you know, where they want to go and the kind of the, the drinks that they want to consume and to have that constant rotation of choice as well to not go in and you know they might just have the um you know the standard good chemistry or cloud water or whatever on they but they don't do that they constantly change the beers that they have available to people so it almost entices you to go back you know in a couple of weeks time when they've got a completely different selection of beers on um which is not something that pubs tend to do have the same yeah, cra- craft pubs are are a great concept that like even the brew dog pubs don't mm-hmm. just do brew dog so they'll have their yeah. standard things but they'll have a rotation of other things and yeah. i think that's key to engaging with the demographic of people who like different interesting craft beers mm. yeah because you're i mean 
especially with more and more smaller bottle shops coming up, like you're getting your variety. You can get your variety more conveniently somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that surprise of what do they have on tap plus being out in social is like a really great thing. Yeah. Mm. And it's like if I know I'm going to be in a pub for even a long haul and it's not just there on a whim just quickly, it's like if they have anything in the fridge that makes me, you know, like, oh, I like that, you know, then yeah, I'd have something out of the fridge, but they usually don't even have that a lot of the time. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of places that are up and coming in Birmingham where it's like, nowadays, you're always going to find something that you like. But mm. um, just going out more and more out of the city centre, you do not find that kind of selection. Which mm. is, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Times. It makes sense. It's, yeah. it's sort of, it's very much the same with, with Bristol as well. <laughs> Speaking of Birmingham, I'm going to open up my second beer. Oh, what is it? Sorry, it is Dagger Dagger. I, that's the one I had as well. Ah, I'm so Lucy excited. from oh Dig Brewing Company. Double IPA, eight percent. Mm. Oof. Yeah. My dad. I had it on Monday. Hmm. Hey, so you know what I'm expecting. Yes. Um, so I can comment got, at least. <laughs> Cryo and T90 Citra Double Dry Hopped Imperial IPA. It said an Imperial IPA in their very small flavour text, and then a double IPA as the style. They're, they're, they're new to canning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is the first, um, it's the first Dig Brewing Company beer I have, uh, I've seen in the bottle shop. I don't know whether they had any others from them, but this was the only one they had when I went in. Um, I knew they had it, I wanted to pick it up because of our little trip last year to Birmingham and the, the you know, we spent some time in Dig. Yeah, uh, we did. And, and sampled maybe like three or four beers from them, didn't Which we? Which one was we Dig? Yeah. Dig the was one the one where you fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. <laughs> really, I had a I'm feeling. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice atmosphere in there. Um, I'd like to see them have fewer taps and concentrate on um, like a smaller range because they have mm. like that's something crazy, like nine, ten taps, and they're all different. Yeah, they have, yeah. Every it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. When we went in, there was like maybe like there was maybe twenty taps, mm. or like four <laughs> banks of five taps, or five banks of four taps, something like mm. that. Yeah, and a, some of them just weren't 12. on, weren't being kind of used, and maybe they had maybe about ten, ten different beers on tap mm -hmm. when we went. Yeah. yeah, because some of them like that, they're like really, really, really nice. And then some of them are just like, yeah, you know, average, but it's like, if they oh, could no, stick to... Have the really nice ones? Yeah, if they could stick to, like, refining those really, really nice ones, then that'd be great. But, um, I mean, I'll just say, Ben, I really like that beer that you're about to have, so... Yeah. Like, it's good that they've chosen the selection to start canning and, you know, it looks like they've refined some of their recipes, because it was like, this is a very good beer, could have been a great beer. And, so, yeah, I have to go back down there, I haven't been quite some time. A nice atmosphere. It's very it was. It was. I really liked it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. See them working. Um, yeah. Cool. Nice. So I'm going to crack into that. Uh, Lucy, what are you drinking? Uh, I will put down the Dunkel beer. And I'll pick up left-handed giant beer. Who are we Ooh, we've swapped oh, yeah, cities this week. Because mm. Mr. Callum is back in the UK. Ah, he is. Yes. And fingers crossed for him, 
where I can just start hassling for <laughs> new left-handed giant beers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is... I didn't realise it was a 10.5% barley wine. Oofa doofa. Yeah. I just, I just looked, I just picked it up like as soon as I got back home. Pink can. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that's probably going to be like a four percent, like you know, pale ale or something. Now that's 10. A, that's a, yeah, that's a beer made for a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's called Life Without Oxygen. Um, the said American barley wine, ten point five percent hops, Chinook, Columbus, Simcoe. Malt, pale ale, caramel, crystal, special B, and chocolate. Okay. Well, it's a barley one, I guess. Uh, yeast, US05, WLP002. I'm sure someone out there knows what that means. Of the dextrose. Um, yeah, there's no flavor text, so mm. just going to have to hop in there and see what it's like. Nice. Awesome. Addo, what are you finishing on? Uh, it is the Wild Wave Brewing Brown Porter, classified as an artisanal ale. It uh, is robust yet elegant brown beer with a smooth body and notes of chocolate, burnt toast, and leather, alongside a pleasant, pleasant, pleasant residual sweetness. Fuck me. <laughs> alongside a pleasant residual sweetness, proof positive that dark beers also make great everyday drinkers. So I. It's written sideways on the can, and I didn't want to tip it at all because of the fucking blow-up of the last one. Yep. And then I couldn't read well because I suck at this. <laughs> so, was that a brown ale or a brown porter? The brown porter? Yeah. So, so it mm. says on the top, and this might just be because it's, like, imported and, like, rebranded or whatever. It says artisanal ale. Mm. But, I mean, just another word for craft beer, isn't it, really? Brown porter. Brown porter, okay. Yeah. I wonder what makes it brown. <laughs> like, why, like, I mean, porters are usually like, dark. Black, yeah, so. Maybe it's less black. Um, and survey says. It's just been PC. Stupid looks like a porter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it smells like I a mean, porter. Maybe yeah. it's. Um, why is it brown? Like, wow, I'm trying to think kind of like. What does you know? Is like it a like a mixed beer? Like, is yeah. it a bit of a brown ale? Is it a bit of a porter? Like, what? What? I mean, it, it literally doesn't say that. It just says it's a brown porter, five point two percent. I think the artisanal ale might be a thing they put on all their cans, possibly because it's just sort right. of up here yeah, in extra font. Mm. And then, like I said, in the um, oh, in the flavor text, it says robust yet, yet elegant brown beer with a smooth body. I think it's just yeah. And that's what that's what threw me off with it saying brown beer. Yeah, it is. Is this one of the ones that has been clearly gone through Belgium somehow? Yes. Mm. So it's possible it through the chain of linguistic command, things have just gotten a little <laughs> yeah. rough. Okay. It's like, um, like, is it wool meat? Is it wool chicken? Is it wool turkey? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, can I anyway. just say before you even say anything, Ben? Um, just the smell on this, just reminding me of like Wiper and True, just like yeah. very orangey, malty, tangerine. Really? Like yeah, it's just bringing me back to like I, I can't remember the name of the 
wiper and tube here, but maybe it was the one with the elephant. I can't remember. There's a lot of ones with elephants. I was going to say. Yeah. Are you thinking of Quintet, the, the one with all of the hops? Possibly. It might be. Because it's, it's one of the most, like, noseful. Mm, just took me down my that yeah. memory lane. That's all I had to say for now. <laughs> Nice. Well, I mean, you port first. Why don't you speak first? And taste yeah, it? yeah. Why don't you chat about okay. it as you're um, as you're hmm. nose deep? Yeah, you're getting like that caramelly, malty, orangey, like sweetness on the nose. Mm. It, it's wonderful. It's ooh, it smells like a incense candle, just orange incense candle. It's like so super fragrant. Mmm. Not quite the rind of the orange, but like. I don't know, maybe a bit of the zestiness of the orange and maybe mm. like the juice of the orange as well. Is it maybe it's the maybe it's the juice with the with a little bit of zest thrown in just to give it that extra yeah. little bit of kick to it. Yeah. It doesn't smell alcoholic at all. And it doesn't taste alcoholic at all either. Oh wow. Mm. That's a dangerous barley wine. Yeah. yeah you getting any of the you getting any of the chocolate? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. And the worst thing in the world is Terry's chocolate orange, but you're not quite. <laughs> yes, I said. Lies and slander. <laughs> Fruit and chocolate don't go together, people. It's interesting because well, a couple of weeks ago, well, a, couple of, a few episodes ago, when I had a left-handed giant, which was like a Terry's chocolate orange, or it was called like a double chocolate orange something, mm-hmm. uh, which had like orange oil in it. Yeah. And mm, it was super, it. super chocolatey, super orangey, and really gave me that viscosity and feel of a of a Terry's chocolate orange. It was like super on the nose with mm. that. So it'd be interesting if this is this beer is kind of the um, the leftovers almost. And they go, we've got a load mm. of orange oil here. Actually, Possibly. let's you know, let's chuck it into another beer and see kind of what that does. Yeah, but you, but you, you are definitely just cannot. You cannot let go of this idea of putting old beer in new beer. <laughs> it's a revolutionary, I tell you. <laughs> Reuse, recycle. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know if that joke was worth cutting you off, Lucy. I didn't realize nah, you were saying something it was. the same. Or, um, but yeah, you are getting that chocolatiness. It's like, I don't know if it's because it's, it's very bitter at the end. So mm. I'm not sure if that's you know like dark chocolate like contributing to that bitterness, yeah. but. Yeah, you are definitely feeling a bit of chocolate at the end. It's still quite lingering in my mouth, actually, um, the chocolate. But, um, yeah, it's very juicy, very smooth at the start. It's not heavy. It's not thick at all mm. for a 10.5% beer. It's very easy drinking. You do feel a bit of, like, alcohol burning your stomach, like, mm. yeah. a few sips. But it's warming. It's not It's not unpleasant. It's, it's very easy drinking barley wine. It's... Like, it just amazes me, like how, like a lot of the. In fact, I think I had two barley wines. Was it last week? Where was I last week? Somewhat, probably in a hole. But um, <laughs> yeah, I had like two barley wines. Like one was like, uh, I think it was a tiny rebel. Oh yes, that's where you were last week. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the three places I was last week. <laughs> um, yeah, they had like a. What was it? What was it? Because they had like fruit in it. I think. Oh, I'll have to get back back to you on that. But yeah, that was like a like eleven point four percent barley wine or something like that. And it was just so easy drinking. So it's mm. amazing how these brewers are just able to ramp up the percentage yet 
make it as easy drinking as like a six percent IPA. Yeah, and dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I we've talked before about sort of like viscosity and and um, like that alcohol feel and things. And I wonder whether with a barley wine that thinness to it kind of contributes to dragging that down very slightly. Mm. Yes, it might be ten point five percent, but that kind of that thinning of its um, of yeah. its consistency perhaps mm. uh, just just takes away a little bit. Um, you know, we've we've commented that a, a few more viscous beers kind of show through a little more with mm-hmm. their kind of their alcoholic sweetness so yeah. you know maybe but, it just yeah. it just it just knows kind of how that balance between mouthfeel viscosity mm-hmm. should work with just pulling that that alcohol down maybe yeah because i've definitely had like barley wines that have been very thick very heavy mm. but this one yeah not at all just whilst you talk about your beers i'm just gonna look at it what the tiny rebel ones were yes um so the dagger dagger this is very nice um it's it's kind of it's edging on juicy it's not quite Mm -hmm. it's not quite there but it's edging towards it it's got those tropical flavors in there but it's almost got this slight creaminess to it um i don't know whether there's i can't imagine there's lactose in it is there i mean there can't be lactose in it it's got a big vegan v on the back of it so <laughs> there, there's just this whether it's oats or something like that perhaps yeah which is just giving it this slight creaminess to it as well mm-hmm. the the alcohol is not coming through at all not at all um i know they said there's cryo and t90 uh citra double dry hopped so there's a there's citra in this but it's not the same flavor profile as that fierce verdant beer you know it doesn't quite have the the tang that the previous beer had it's balanced out very slightly um, it is citrusy but there's maybe a little bit of a little bit of melon going on as well perhaps mm. just to uh, just to pull that away something yeah, I, something it, else it there. Was, um, I, I had like lychee like flavors um is what I yeah tasted. yeah like slight lychee but but yeah it didn't did definitely have a creaminess to it um smoothness as well but yeah it wasn't quite all the way a juice bomb but mm. as you say it does have those juicy tendencies without going overboard with it exactly it still exactly like a, a beer it, had it does quite a bit of fininess to it as well which i liked at the end it does yeah that that bitterness kind of it is brought on by that pineiness, a very, very mm-hmm. slight kind of earthiness to mm. it right yeah. at the end. And yeah, because I remember it, when I was checking it in on Untapped, I was like, I was going to put earthy on it, but I was like, um, maybe piney is a bit more yeah. relevant. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely getting those like earthy things. Mm. It definitely, maybe it's the more I drink it, the the kind of like the pineier it become, or the, the mm. more that that again will balance out very slightly. And saying that there wasn't that that tang that does actually kick in just but right at the end but because of that pininess to it and that bitterness it pulls it right down you know the 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 fierce and the verdant the um the citra beer didn't have any bitterness to it which is perhaps why that tang was kicking right up right whereas this the tang starts but comes in almost at exactly the same time with that pineiness and the bitterness, which maybe just drags that that tang down um, 
and it leaves me i mean it leaves me super dry i just want to keep drinking this this yeah. beer um and i will adel <laughs> sorry, sorry to interject adel um yeah, no, the tiny rebel Ooh. uh barley one was a dark cherry and chocolate one so oh. not too dissimilar um chocolate and fruit yeah, yeah that was that was nice the- the dark, dark ambition I like really liked last week was also a raspberry and had chocolatey notes to it too. Got the triple whammy raspberry, yeah. orange, and cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like a porter. I'm getting a bit of that leather right off the nose. Um, and that like you know, those burnt malt sort of. Mm-hmm. Notes. I mean, it's, I mean, it smells like porter. <laughs> like, like coffee, roasted malts, yeah. Yeah. Mm. On that side of the roasted. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, it's really light. Um, it doesn't coat the mouth as much as I would think. It's um, what is it? Five point two percent. I'm getting the. Those malts are, are the primary flavor. It's um, it is quite smooth. Uh, near the finish, you're getting a little bit of bitter peeking out, but I honestly thought I was expecting a little more sort of robustness on that 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 roasted those roasted malt flavors. Hmm. It's actually the smoothness is just curving those right out, so they're there, but they're okay. very sort of in the background from where I was expecting. Um, maybe it is a hybrid beer then. Like you know, you you kind of think with a brown ale. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, like I said, it's, it, it, it's not as viscous as I was expecting. Mm. It's quite light. Um, it's only five point two percent, which you can porters range around, but yeah. tend to move a bit closer to six plus. Yeah, I'd expect it to be a bit higher, perhaps. Yeah, um, no, I've had does... low low porters like in the fours, and yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, they're always it's, like it's... super thin. I think yeah. the yeah, it's the viscosity being not there is throwing me off. It it does peak with a sweetness that reminds me of like a high alcohol porter. Okay. Um, which is surprising given that it's only five point two percent. It's like mm-hmm. the inverse of of um what you were saying with bar- the barley wine, where it doesn't taste, doesn't have that sweetness. And I don't think it's this sickly sweet alcohol taste. It just it peaks very. It's sort of very narrow and peaks quite a bit. So it reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think maybe having had it, the 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 brown porter brownness is that it's pulling away from a sort of heavier porter mm. style. Mm. Possibly. It sounds like what I pretty much had the first time, um, the first beer. You know, like you have dunkeliness. <laughs> Not as much as I like. I think. I mean, I think the, the lightness isn't terrible, but I think the whole flavor po- profile was kind of normalized low. Mm-hmm. And uh, I personally like when the flavor t- takes you on a bit of a trip. Yeah, this is very much in the same range. And then as things fade, the finish is actually quite interesting. It has that sweetness that sort of was there the whole time, but was buried under other things. Um, oh yeah, good porter. Yep. Good nice. beers. Nice. You Ben? I'm enjoying it. It's good. Oh yes, you already went. So yeah, I was going to say. Got to me already. We're done. Okay. All right, so <laughs> we're all um, done. Everything's done. Topic two and a half, whatever we're at. 
Yeah, uh, I can talk briefly about a game because I haven't really been playing anything. Okay. <laughs> Unless you count New York Times crosswords. Oh, a... are you a crossword person? Um, after my year at a place where I was doing hardly anything but crosswords after a certain time, <laughs> <laughs> I decided to purchase a subscription to the New York Times. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing those like all the time. <laughs> Interesting. I uh, yeah. I've, I, I've I never to... really had the patience for them. I hate them. But no, I, it's I, I don't. I've done so many of them. That it's like, oh, I saw that clue before in like oh, last week's yeah. puzzle. So. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying them. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's maybe I should talk just about New York Times cross. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's There's, a thing, right? Yeah, it's like you know, it's got like, a big community following behind. It. It's like these big things, and it's like it was be just because like the daily mini ones, because the mini ones were only ones I could do. Right. Like, you know, four by four grid. Very simple. Uh, those are always free every day. Um, so I started oh. with those, and then I started moving on to the bigger ones. And throughout the week, they get harder, and it's like I can do up to Wednesday's puzzle, and then everything after that. It's just so like, I didn't. Absolutely. I didn't realize that it built in. I knew the Sunday one was the epitome of crosswords. Yeah, I, don't I didn't realize that the Saturday one was tougher than the Friday one, which was tougher than mm. the Thursday. That's totally. Yes news to me mm -hmm. because I started with monday once mondays i can do pretty confidently now mm. um sub 10 minutes which is someone out there and probably a crossword geek it's been like i can do it in 30 seconds <laughs> but, um <laughs> yeah but it's like yeah i've moved on to tuesdays and dipped my toe into wednesdays i was like no no i don't like this i'm going back to the minis going back to mondays <laughs> but yeah like the, the the worst thing about it's like when i started doing it First, you know, um, first of all, it was like, oh, some of these like, like, like clues, they have multiple words in them. Like, not the clues, but the answers have multiple words in them. Mm. It's like you should tell me how many words are in it. It's like, yeah, um, oh, it doesn't. No, no, like, you just, so you just to figure it out. So yeah, there's you some have crosswords. To it out. There's some crosswords that I've done, mm -hmm. which um, will give you. Uh, it would say like four and five, so you know yep. that there's two words of, this of, doesn't, yep. of four letters and five letters. So that's interesting that they don't bother doing that. No, they don't, and it, sometimes it annoys me. But I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to that mindset. It's what, like, oh, sometimes like when they, you know, the clue is oh, this has to be plural or, you know, this verb has to be conjugated. You know, mm. like, um, like you expected to have ing at right. the end of it it's like oh that could come in the middle of the word or at the end it yeah could be two oh, words. it's like right. yeah but you just get used to it and the thing i hate the most is just the americanized spelling it's like <laughs> when when it's like oh the answer's odor why is that only four letters yeah mm, and that throws me off completely yeah. color five yeah letters. yeah i was gonna say yeah and and mm -hmm. they do expect well it's you know, New York Times, there's a lot of um, clues that are American completely, exactly, completely oh, entrenched in America. Am I still here? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's just completely entrenched in, like, American culture, and it's like, you know, obviously it's, American culture's pervasive, especially in the West, so it's like, yes, I know some of these things. Um, mm. But at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know this weird 
know, parks and rec- recreation person. I don't know. Or at this SNL. Or baseball players. Yeah, baseball players. It's like, who the hell am I meant to know? <laughs> They're all called. You're like, a New York Times reader, mate. You must know all of I, the I don't read American <laughs> people. <laughs> but yeah, that's my foray into uh, the New York Times. Shall I talk about my real game? <laughs> well, it, I was going to say, it must, it, it must <clears throat> just give you that. Um, like like that puzzle game itch, you know, it just, yeah. just scratches mm. that that we kind of get from other games like The Witness or Oberdin and stuff, where it's a slightly you know slightly larger puzzle contained in bigger, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, in smaller puzzles. Yeah. That the, a crossword is a very similar sort of thing. It's it's kind of one clue to solve one answer on a bigger puzzle. So it's you know I, I, it's why I kind of. I, I'm not a puzzle, or like, I'm not a crossword person. I'm much more of a, like a Sudoku person. And I like that kind of like that exchange of like working out yeah. the kind of the lines well, I mean, and, and, and the grids and, and stuff. With, with Sudoku, you don't need external information. Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's very much just what you have and kind Logic of how base, you work yeah. that out. Yeah. Um, so, but it just it just gives you that 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 itch, doesn't it, of, of taxing yeah. you very slightly, or you know, or a lot. Um, that, that kind of we get from you know some of our best our favorite games over the last few years. I mean, to be honest, that's what I why I do like random generator today today's daily date hex cells is just because I can scratch that itch, yeah. get my mind sort of working in a certain way, bash it out. Takes me five to six minutes at the most to do a Hexel's randomly generated thing. Mm-hmm. I've now done two hundred and two puzzles on Hexel's <laughs> Infinite. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like. But like, it's just it's become part of my like routine of just oh, that's a thing I can reach for when I just need to. I don't want to just sit there and read an article. I just I, I want to use my brain, but in a different yeah. way. Yeah, and I've thought for like many years now. It's like how come like when we come to like game of the year and stuff like that, I never talk about like the puzzle games I play like religiously on a daily basis on like my phone. Like, there's there's games that I literally. Play more all hours the time, in. but yeah. I've never mm. ever mentioned on this podcast, and it's like they're good quality games. Like, ah, because it's not real games. Yeah, you don't want people to scream really. casual. <laughs> at you. Yeah, it's like I got like a folder full of them, just like like I was addicted to. Well, addicted is a wrong word, but like a game called Topsoil and a game called like Twenty, and it's like just play them religiously for like every single day. I still play like Type Shift every day. And yeah, the crosswords uh, filled. You know, you know, just for the time. I guess probably won't do them all the time. But yeah, just filled mm. that gap. Whilst I'm not being in the mood to play anything. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Yeah, I was. I'm not being in a mood to play games as such. But I did come across a game. It, it did go on sale briefly. Um, and it's called Golf Peaks. Oh yeah, golf. What's Golf peaks, as in P E A K S. Ah, so you're golfing uh, in the mountains. Yeah, but you there's no requisite to understand golf or anything like that. It just takes the basic concept of you have a ball and you go in the hole. Um, it's a grid-based, like sort of isometric 3D puzzle game Ooh. where you have the starting position. Um, basically the tee, and you have a golf ball, and you basically have to get in holes a la golf. Um, but it's not like a, you know, like traditional golf games where, you know, your 
doing it to a meter and you're waiting for the meter to yeah you know get to the optimal point and then just press a button um it's not skill based at all it it's you basically have these sets of cards so like one card could say okay when you choose this card the ball's going to roll two two squares uh, by two grids oh, um, another card might be like okay this one means that the ball's going to like Lob up in the air, yeah, jump up in the air, and then roll um, one, two, three, or four grids um, that way. And it's it, you basically have a set of cards, and you have to figure out in which order to use them. So do you have an open? Uh, do you have an open hand? Yeah, it shows you everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and is it the same? Does each round have the same cards? Like, so, no, so no. it's like a puzzle, or is it just like? These it's, are the cards that you've randomly got, and you mm, get in the hole. Yes. So, um, the cards are tailored to each level. And, That's what I was asking. And then they... Random. Yeah. No, they're not random. Um, so, it's like, it is a pure puzzle game. There is a yeah. certain way to do this, and you need yeah. to yeah. work out how to do that. But, but a lot of these... Uh, well, as, as far as I know, quite a few of the puzzles, you don't have to use all the cards. You can use it, you know, less of the cards, or... There's certain orders you can use the cards, and you'll still get to right. the hole. So there is some like variety in that. Right. It's not always the same solution to every single puzzle. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's really funny. And I think there's nine worlds in total. I think there's about a hundred levels. Um, oh wow! Maybe some bonus ones afterwards. I think I played it all in a day. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I just want something to play, and this is just scratching that itch. Like, it, it felt like a oh. Not a mindless puzzle game or crossword that you play every day. Something different and yeah, it's really novel, like mechanic and not really seen it done anywhere. And it, it it ramps up the difficulty and the types of levels and the mechanics of like the world. Like sometimes you've got like these sand banks that if your you know ball goes into that, then it's game over. Or mm. you know you have certain surfaces that slow down your ball completely and it's just really smart like puzzle game that's nice. i think Sounds it was great. like 199 that i picked it up for it's not really... on android for those listening yeah because no. I, I sent it to you and i was like oh crap it's yeah. not on android however it is coming to Switch. the only con yeah <laughs> I was going to say the only console that matters. <laughs> I was say, yeah. if, it, if it's a mobile game and it's coming to and it's not Android, mm. it's Switch. It's Switch. I think that's coming March 14. I'm looking forward to using my Switch. Yes. It's, I think, to be fair, because I was thinking of the Switch tax, I think it's $4.99. Um, I think that might be US dollars and uh, British pounds, actually. Um, on Switch, mm -hmm. I read from the press release, I think. But um, to be fair, I think it was like free, I think it's like three ninety nine on right. oh. iOS. So that's good. It's yeah, it's not much of a Switch tax. What like twenty yeah. percent? Not twenty five quid. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> which it could have been for some <laughs> of these Switch ports. I cannot believe it. It's it's like Why this is it? a free game, and you're charging me seven ninety nine on Switch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, it's it's it, it sounds like it's. I, I I don't know whether it was when you uh, mentioned it the other day or pre maybe previously. Like yeah. But I've I typed in golf and then mm -hmm. put in P 
on search in the um, in the Google Play Store. That sounds like and a it, very and it instantly video. populated. I wonder yeah. whether I've searched for it previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, you know, there's loads of other games that then come up which are golf related games, which may mm. be similar in what they're trying to do. But um, this one's a very polished experience. The art style's great. Mm. It sort of has that kind of almost into the breach kind of like grid. Mm. Uh, tile-based art style right. as well. So. Nice. Yeah, and really nice pastel colours. Yeah, it's a really well-made game, so I'm glad it's coming to Switch because I'm hoping more people see this game because it's yeah. very, very That's good. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, hopefully it will come to, you know, once it's been successful on Switch, it will then come to Android, hopefully. Yeah, it has to come to Android, it's, you know, has to. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about Metro Exodus, but I might continue. I might leave that for next week and continue on with this puzzle game mm. uh, feel because I've been playing a lot of G30. I, I, I thought game? that was coming. We are yeah. telepathic. I was like, yeah. isn't it about G30? It's, isn't it's, it? <laughs> I mean, it's so. It's it's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, I'm not really that invested in the kind of like the side show story. Oh, you're uh, you know, not. I found that really the, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of like suddenly you 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 get a certain combination in this puzzle, and the the a, a certain word will become a color, and you click it, and that then transports it to this this narrative that you can kind of read through. Um, I'm I just haven't really been that. I, I'm playing it purely for the puzzles, puzzles. right? Uh, rather than the narrative, because the puzzles are very very clever, and they build so well that i'm kind of you know at the beginning of the game like okay i can understand how this works i want to spin this you know rotate this wheel to get a different shape or a different location for this shape and then turn it about and then i've got these three different shapes that i need to get into a certain order or you know expands on that as it kind of goes and I think that it, it, it does very well in ramping up its difficulty. And I'm, mm. I'm at a point now, like, I don't know how far through I am, um, but I'm at a point where I'm suddenly at a space where things are starting to get a little more complicated. Yeah. That I can rotate, uh, you know, it's a, a, a set of, uh, of wheels which are certain colours. So you spin the inner wheel and it will change the shape of the green element mm, and yeah. then you turn the shape on the on uh, the inner ring and it will change the shape of the yellow one and if you change the shape of the outer or rotate the outer ring not only does it change that shape but it might also change the color of the middle ring or the inner yeah. ring to then be a red one or a blue one and suddenly mm-hmm. you've got another set of shapes that you need to find out how they work mm-hmm. and then it gets a little bit more difficult and then they all move yeah. around the puzzle um I yeah, think I'm stuck on t- one which is like a mobile phone at the moment, um, right, or a telephone okay. or something like that. Oh, yeah, I just I can't quite work it out. And I'm finding with a lot of these later puzzles that I'll burst straight in. I'm like, yep, yeah, spin this, yep, yeah, do this, do this, do this, do this. And uh-huh. actually, I need a slightly more considered approach. And that yeah. it's not the same, it's not that day that I'll get it, but I'll come back to it and I'll restart it. And actually, it's the next day that I go, ah, right, okay. If I spin this here, this will then unlock this shape. And if I move this shape here, then I can do this and I can move right. this. And these are the sequence of events that I kind of need to work through to mm-hmm. get to then spinning this final one, which will put everything in place. 
it's just very clever in in how it gets you to kind of do that and it's very clever in how it builds you up to understanding how to do that as well right i um, I, I disagree with just that last thing you said because in the harder levels i found that the game doesn't Okay, it's even one of two things. The game doesn't tutorialize um, the more, you know, the deeper mechanics that well. True, it just throws them in. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Oh, you're giving me an easy one to start with, which is what you do when you introduce a new mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And I just blew through that, and I didn't take the time to actually understand. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, that seems to be reflected by Ben saying he was doing well, doing well, and then has to come back yeah. a bit later. So, Which is sort of fine, but it's a weird way to ramp things if the first acts of the game are like yeah. a type of puzzle game where we're going to guide you through a mechanic and then suddenly the new mechanics, they stop doing that. That's odd. I, it's not, I'm not a fan of like the gameplay arcs changing in that sense. It's either, it's either that or the first puzzle is introducing you at a pace that it should be, and then, oh, but no, the the second puzzle with that mechanic just ramps it up completely. Yes, yeah. I think they, they both contribute to the same yeah. thing, yeah, yeah which is just yeah. If, so by if, the end, if they did, like, but like if they did that in the <laughs> in the first stage of the game, where it was like mechanic easy, then you're gonna have to think about how this mechanic works. Hmm. And then you would expect it by the end, but the fact that they don't like like there is this inverse sort of move. Mm-hmm. At some point, they sort of don't aren't consistent in this sort of way. Their me- mechanics yeah. are leveraged post introduction, suboptimal. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, it's like maybe it was just me, but hearing Ben saying that maybe it's a more universal feeling. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's good to hear that you enjoying the puzzles even though that you know the narrative for you is not too captivating i mean have you clocked on to the central theme of the narrative or Um, it's it's i don't think i have i don't think i've really taken it in very much Um, i i I honestly do suggest i mean it is a bit of a hassle when you you know doing the wheels and it's like oh you have to look at the top of the screen to be like oh yes then i press that to get that into like the memory bank but It you, is worth it at the end. I like, you revisit I like it at any point? Yeah, you can redo the puzzles. And... No, no, I meant like if you're unlocking a word they have to click on, don't. At the end of the level, can you go to a place to read with You. Okay. I think sometimes if you've missed clicking it, you'd have to basically undo your progress to go back, which is counterintuitive it's like you you're trying to get to the end of yeah, that that's yeah puzzle. yeah so that's part of it like uh, uh, on a couple mm. of the levels i have like one that i still need to you know one word that i haven't yeah. clicked on that i still need to get and that's because as i was working out a puzzle i didn't hit in that specific combination yes to for that word to highlight because i i remember one of the things that you said about it was how the story or the narrative on each kind of level adapts and changes so mm-hmm. one of the levels says um, these people reminded me of students and then suddenly you move another piece into the correct place and it will say these people remind me of my students yeah. you know it just throws mm-hmm. that additional word in there to unlock a little bit more of the narrative mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of how you know that you're progressing correctly and you're getting some of the puzzle puzzle right yeah. but that word that word my might be highlighted 
and the way that you then unlock the puzzle in a certain way may never allow you to actually tap that word you know yeah. you'd need to almost do something incorrect or you need to follow yes. a very specific sequence of events to unlock yeah, every yeah, yeah. single the, word for the narrative there's a bit of trial, and, a trial and error in that yeah. but um some of them um you know that was a good example that you provided because even just one word can just change like mm. a con uh, the entire context of that one yeah. you know narrative uh, snippet but um there are like even like bigger like kind of context changes just by like even one or two mo you know words and i think you can unlock different paths as well um yes. yeah you can yeah so there's definitely incentive not from a gameplay point of view but from a narrative point of view to be like okay i did that and it's getting me closer to the solution but actually mm. i'm going to redo that just so that i get that extra word perhaps unlock that new path and then get the overall picture of the narrative so yeah, it's, it's clever that it does return you at some point to a previous level. So there's one about a set of staircases and you unlock it and the staircase moves down and you go down into the next set of levels. But actually, once you've done those and you've done something else, you then come back. There's nowhere else to go. So you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll go back and I'll go back. And suddenly you're at the staircase again and you realize that, you know, you can go up. a staircase can go up and suddenly that then unlocks another set of levels. So it kind of it's quite clever in the way that it, it throws you around a little bit mm -hmm. uh to to kind of i don't know i do not know whether you could have just gone straight to up and just carried on through or whether you had to do those parts whether it was locked off even if you'd have got it completed and up it would have unlocked yeah. it for you because i didn't experience it in that way but um it, it clever that it has you revisiting puzzles at least to kind of rethink them slightly yeah, and um, I think they did some DLC as well, which I haven't really checked out yet. Um, but this game won, I'm not sure which award specifically, but it, it did win some awards, and I think rightly so, because it it's, not, it's, it's not a mechanic that I've ever seen before that's yeah. tied so well um, into a narrative. It, it's better than it has any right to be, and it's really good. So. Interesting. That's another one for your list, Adil. <laughs> Available on Android. Yes. No. <laughs> what, four pounds, something like that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, because of the because of Google like awards. Mm. Um, I never really clock the price of actual games. I'm just like, yes. yep, I can, I can, I've got the money in my wallet. It's fine. Oh. I don't, you know, what is, what, one thing I don't have any Google rewards. Yeah. So Google, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It might just be called. Is it just called Google Rewards for everybody listening? If you want to, if you have an Android phone, and you essentially want to play games for free, uh, there is an app just called Rewards that essentially just you put some details in, and it will throw up certain surveys for you, and a lot of this. I think is revolving around Google wanting to understand why people aren't using Google Pay. And a lot of the things I have questions for yes. are, did you visit this place? Did you use your debit card in this place? Mm. If you did so, did you get a receipt? Would you send us a photo of your receipt? Um, <laughs> Give us blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That <laughs> one, there you go. Google opinion rewards. Mm. There you go. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I mean, I just I brought G30 at whatever price it was about a week ago and i've already got another two pound 80 
Jeez, a lot guys, is ready to when, go. I mean, when you, know, you I get, do these I get things, a couple of different, um, a couple of different sort of like things a day, and they range between about six pence to twenty five pence or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. it's great. It's like the same with Xbox, like mm. um, rewards. I've got like just fifteen pounds just sitting in my account and ready to redeem at any point that I want, just because I do. You know, I click on Bing. <laughs> you know, the only person who visits Bing. I'm the only person getting Bing, but you know what? Making it rain. <laughs> All that Bing money. <laughs> Get that fifteen pound off Crackdown three, mate. Um, I'll just pay two pounds for Game Pass and try. <laughs> yeah, it. I true. actually yes. want to try it. Out. Like, looks like dumb fun. <laughs> does it does? And from from mm. what everybody said, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's and I could honestly do it a game like that now. Where I don't have to think about anything apart from blowing stuff up. I mean, it's it, it's kind of it's one of those that you, when you when you're in that kind of like that little gaming funk, you can try a game and it doesn't quite get you out of it. You try something else, it doesn't quite get you out of it. There's a very something very specific. I remember last year, you know, that Cycle Twenty Eight just pulled me out of of mm. that after playing like I think it was God of War. And just being a little bit kind of like, oh, I don't know what Nothing to do now. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> is really hitting now. And Cycle 28 just allowed me to kind of experience something very different mm -hmm. to just then play. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted at the time. It just kind of like, it just, just that's what you need, Lucy. You just need like Game yeah. Pass or something like that to just give you such a wealth of different experiences mm. to then be able to just kind of yeah get something that breaks you out of that because because golf peaks did that but yeah. it only lasted a day because i enjoyed it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you need but something yeah. that's maybe sort of you know three or four One days a week long yeah. to just get you back into into mm. that i know it, it's a lot of what people have said about um about crackdown 3 kind of reminds me a lot about like infamous you yeah know, proper. you're traversing mm. a city uh, collecting orbs, fighting enemies. There's a little bit of narrative to it. Um, yeah. It's it's all kind of comic book sort of scenes over some um, some narration. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it you know it, from what I'd read, it reminded me almost exactly of Infamous. Yeah, because um, like Second Son for me was just absolutely mediocre. It was a lunch. Like, yeah, title. it was. Yeah, probably what Crackdown should have been, but it's like. I just thought, yeah, just like completely mediocre, and but I, you know, enjoyed my time in it. Yeah. Apart from that last boss, which was ridiculous, and the story was awful. <laughs> it was I think we have a bit of a a bit of an issue where we have, you know, like last year we had mm. absolute like juggernauts release, like God of War and Red Dead Redemption mm. Two, the Spiderman and Spider Man. Yeah, but just still yeah. so much of the spotlight that you kind of. You get a game like this, which for a lot of people will be super fun. They'll just enjoy yeah. inhabiting that world and causing chaos, making mm -hmm. buildings just fucking collapse and stuff. Um, but because it doesn't have that narrative to it, or it doesn't have yeah. a specific kind of uh, mechanic to it, that it's kind of almost discarded by people, yeah. that people can't, you know, going back to the idea of what is a game fucking it, it, ah, it's so open-ended yeah. that there are a lot of people which will enjoy crackdown 3 even though perhaps critically it's being compared to and assessed against 
other things yeah, a lot of other that things, it yeah. shouldn't really be assessed yeah. against. Yeah, and it's like I had no idea of like the fallout from Crackdown Three. I thought everyone was just like, yeah, we all understand this is going to be a mediocre game, a game, you know, I mean, in development for that long. That out ages exactly. When it was announced, I realised that. But it's like, <laughs> it's I mean, like, I really liked Crackdown One. Yeah, but we didn't expect some like you know heartfelt story about Mr. Crackdown and Mr. Crackdown Junior spreading <laughs> arms ashes. You know, so it's like we all expected it just. I mean, to be yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the expectation was, given that what was that. cool about Crackdown was a lot of gameplay elements, mm. not the world, not, and those gameplay elements are not unique anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So but it's like, like, you know, it's like a Saints Row game, like five years after the Saints Row stopped being relevant. Which I, I is, think that's. Yeah. I think that's maybe five. some people's some people's <laughs> issue. It's like, mm. oh, this game would have done really well if it was five years. You know, if it was released five years ago. And you're like, well, yes, it may have done really well if it was released five years ago. That's fine, but it did. Have we got any other exactly. games like this out at the moment? If someone wants that experience, where else can they go? Fuck you. They can play the old games. I'm tired of people thinking that old games don't exist. Well, especially on Xbox One. Yes, you can go back to old games. It was unplayable as a PC port because it used so much resources, but now even the kind of the shittiest gaming PC can play it just by sheer brute force. (laughs) That is a game that you would have had a tough time playing on the PC when it first finally came out. Now any PC with a graphics card can do it. But play that play game, Saints, it's fun. Free. Play, Saints Row 3 is the best one. No, 2 is the best one. No, 3 is... Two, two can is, you turn two into is... a toilet in 2? Okay, so 2 is the one... Can you? ...continued the same trend that GTA games were doing when GTA stopped doing that one more narrative. Yeah, don't get me it wrong, is... I really enjoyed Saints Row 2, but... Saints After Row 3... Saints Row 2, they realized they could embrace their nonsense and start... Yeah, choose the one with the big nonsense. dildo. Two. Two started the dildo. Yeah, because I was like, that's been in all of them, hasn't it? Not one. Not one. Two, yeah. three, and four, probably. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think Saints Row 2 is one of the best GTA games. Saints Row 3 is the best Saints Row game. Yes. But I was still taking, like... Saints Row 2, it's like... I, so what like... I like about it is that it's <laughs> still kind of grounded in the real world. Yeah, it is, and, and it is stupid. And that's why you hate it. No, no, no. It's Saints Row 3 where he's president. That's four. That's four, four. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't play much of four. I didn't play that get out of hell thing. But yeah. um, I, mean, I played them all. I, I enjoyed two, because as you say, it, you know, it, it, it improved on one. Yeah. But three was when everything. It's like I I prefer Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four to all of them because that's the point where it just they were like this is just nonsense. Forget the. <laughs> I, I prefer really Skate. Three. No two. Yeah. I can't I get I've into Skate three. because um like my brain is still wired even till this day with Tony Hawk. <laughs> that's slightly I'm more arcadey nature. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, how come he's not grinding when I press square? <laughs> I just couldn't play it. Mate, well, well, tell you what's going on. I was all about Dave Mirror freestyle BMX. Cool. 
<laughs> that leads us on this week to me touting my shit. If you go over to outoflows.net, I've actually written an article which posted up yesterday, I think. Um, no, the day before when you're actually listening to this, or even the day before that when that. you're listening to this, yeah. um, about kind of like expectation and anticipation. All about maybe we shouldn't measure games against other games and just enjoy them for kind of what they are. Yeah, yeah. It touches on that. It's about other things as well. Go and read it. Do some stuff. Yeah, um, I, I started. I had a creative spark last night. Ooh. Just randomly, started writing something. So, I might, I might, I might eventually put this article up um, <gasps> on the site. Appearing either on outoflives.net or Indie Marathon. I think it would probably be out of lives at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it might just be a word document. I just have you just on shared Twitter. between just the three of us perhaps <laughs> yeah. at some point yeah yeah no um, <laughs> let's finish there for this week and talk about okay. the beers oh, oh. oh i mean this let's not finish i have to say sequel to hollow knight got announced no a what a sequel to hollow knight a sequel to a sequel to Hollow Knight got <laughs> Hollow Knight. I couldn't hear the Hollow Knight part. No, I was I was You're intentionally Which is called Which is called Hollow Knight uh Silk semicolon song. something. Silk song. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting I... that they called it Hollow Knight. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice. But when you character... got same um, same world, brand. just a different yeah. part of. I think that. That's I think she fine. goes to a different world. Okay. But oh, it's it's Hollow Knight, which yeah. is. I think that the the massive success they got. Yeah. And that I'd call it was that a Hollow Knight game if it was vaguely like. I'd call it Hollow Knight Two. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we know sequels with numbers are out unless they're repeats of games with sequels with numbers like. That's true. true like too. Hitman, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't wait for that thing. I'm so happy. It looks so good. It looks like I saw it finish <laughs> slash really played number one. And you might never do, and that's fine. I, I don't think I'll ever finish it. That I, I feel like I think you were trying to say don't it. feel guilty about oh, yeah, not playing games. But yeah. it came off as I'm about to kill you soon. <laughs> well. No, no, no. Honestly, I know that Hollow Knight isn't for everybody. It's a long game. It's like forty hours. Apparently, it's hard. Some people tell me it's hard. I was no. probably just mate, mate. It was. It's one of those that I'm going through it, and I get the grips with it, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm happy with this. And suddenly, I get down to a boss, which is three different people sat in some chairs. <laughs> and one of them jumps down. And I start fighting them. I'm like, okay, they're very, very fast. I need to be on my. I need to be on the ball with this. Okay, I'm dodging. I'm dodging, and I defeat him. Then fucking two of them jump down. I'm like, nah, I'm done. Nah, that's too much um, for me. Excuse that's me, my they're limit. Not people, the praying mantises. <laughs> they um... are. Yes, they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is even scarier somehow. Ah, oh, that game's so good. Like, what are they praying for? The evil queen of Hollow Nest or something. There's a deep lore to that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, don't feel bad if you haven't played it, never played it, but it is the one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. At least try it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely try I it. Own it. I just have a 
Yeah, I went on a PC with a broken PC and a dissertation on my brain. Yeah, that wasn't exactly, you know, you specifically. Yeah, I'm aware. For it. Um, So you can reach us on out of... You can read Ben's articles on out of life. You can reach us at tankedupcast at gmail.com or tankedupcast on Twitter or tankedupcast on Instagram or on Facebook, just the general out of lives Facebook because I think we still haven't deleted the tanked up Facebook. No, it's like gone. I, I gone. got a note the other day that it was like, these people haven't heard from him. Like, didn't Ben delete you? Yep. I deleted it and it said, in like four days' time or oh, five days' time, okay, no one else will be able to see this. And then, like, two weeks later, it mm. still exists. Okay. And I just hit delete say, again and it's gone. Are you sure you want to delete? Gotcha. Are you sure? Are you positive? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Really? 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 Don't want to reconsider? Yeah, it's please, not um, please, please. You can reach me uh, after next week. On all of the things at the OmniArc, unless it's Twitch, in which case it's the underscore OmniArc. But the odds of me going on Twitch in general were low, and now that I don't have a working graphics card, let's face it, are nil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're all very proud of a deal to get into this milestone. Just one more week. Woo! It's been one week. Is. Since... No, <laughs> I've got had. one more week, but mine week is... Far less arduous than what Adil's been doing, and far less important. <laughs> I don't know what important. You it do is. things for people. No, I don't. Think. I laugh at people, and no. that's what gets me through my day. But if they wanted to talk to you, how, I contact you, how would they get um, It's Juicy Loose 9 on Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, and Untapped. Nice. I'm at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. Not quite. The things that I own and the platforms that I inhabit. But, Ado, I enjoy how you don't like doing plugs and then beers. But we oh, haven't fuck, beers. I beers. Ah! Oh, man. Uh, I told you there's my game, which is different from the concept of game, but I am still. <laughs> <sighs> With the two beers that you had, Ado, which did you First prefer? One. Okay, well, that's yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> Um, the brown porter was interesting, but I think it it's going in the exact opposite direction where I think porter. Like, I don't want a lighter, more regular Ailey porter, and, like, the brown porter was doing less portery things in a way that, like, made it really easy to drink, but also sort of unremarkable as a porter. While the pale ale... Um, was interesting. It had uh, a little bit of zip. Uh, I don't know, again how much um, of the carbonation I lost for the original <laughs> moments, but I liked mm. I liked the way the pininess sort of helped offset some of that stuff. It just had a few more things going on. Yeah. They both were pretty much the same easy to, level of easy to drink, but one was doing more tasty things. Nice. More tasty things. That's how everything should be. Well, I think more that's that's kind things. of how it, that's what I think about my beers as well this week. Um, it's. I mean, for me this week it's going to be the dig. It's going to be the dagger dagger, because dagger, dagger. it was just doing a little bit more. Um, it obviously used Citra as well in a slightly different way to how the Fierce and the Verdant used Citra. Uh, it was a double IPA, a little bit, a little bit heavier than the um, than the Fierce Verdant beer. But I think with the idea behind the Fierce uh, single hop project. 
it's one of those that you're like, hey, here's a hop, and we're going to do it in this way, mm. and we're going to showcase it in this way. But actually, if we'd have used a different yeast, it'd have been very different. If we'd have used a different sort of set of malts, it would have been very different. Whereas the dagger yeah. there is like, we made a double IPA. We've used <laughs> citra, we've used a few other ingredients. Mm. It's super well balanced. It doesn't do too much. It's got a little bit of bitterness to it. It doesn't, you know, push that alcohol through to you too many, you know, you don't really have to compare heavily. it to anything. Yeah. yeah. Just, just so easy Take to drink. It on its own merits. Yeah. That I would be, exactly, as I just, as we just said about games. Merit. It just, the dagger dagger just is just very, very good. I think um, you sh there should be a clause where you can only say dagger dagger. Yeah. In Australian dagger dagger? Dagger dagger. Dagger dagger. Just really. I think really you just need. To, I think you just need to run them dagger, dagger, into each other, and not really pronounce the G E R. Mm. Dagger, dagger. Yeah, dagger, dagger. it doesn't matter if it's Australian. It just has to be of that <laughs> of, of pronunciation. Just makes it sound like it's Australian. Yeah. Mm. No offense to Australian people, but no, purely loaded with loads all. of offense. Um, <laughs> Lucy. Um, yeah, it's the second one for me, the barley wine. Um, I mean, the, the Dunkel was nice, um, mm. save for not having a very clear name. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was light, it was smooth, it was very easy drinking, like, on any other day where I'm not just talking nonsense, could just sit and drink, I would just probably not that back very quickly, but the... Left-handed giant for a ten point five percent wine, wasn't too heavy, wasn't too thick, too malty as well. Had a nice balance between the fruit and the chocolate. So, mm. yeah, left-handed giant can do no wrong. It's my favourite. It's it's we we've been having this conversation, um, yeah, almost uh, weekly about kind of like our favourite brewers and you know good beers to have from people, and it's interesting that we kind of always come we do come to the same breweries time and time again don't yeah. we that are There's just consistent it. in their in their not even in their excellence they're just consistent in giving us good drinkable uh more than drinkable enjoyable slightly yeah uh, yeah enjoyable yes enjoyable yeah good enjoyable beers that are of note i suppose that you 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 get a style from them. You're like, actually, this is doing something that I haven't had from somewhere else. And we're kind of, we're finding that the same, again, same breweries are popping up time and time again. Um, sometimes that edges a little bit maybe towards a few more Bristol breweries, like Left Handed Giant and Wiper and True and stuff because bragging. of the availability of the beers that we're getting. You know, we don't often have beers from someone like Partizan or Colonel, you know, some of the more sort of like, you know, the London-based sort of breweries and mm. stuff, who I still have a, you know, quite a high bar for. Um, we don't we drink beers from them very beer? often. So, well, let's go to London. Fuck it, next week. All right. It's done. I mean, You've both got nothing to do after next week, have you? Let's I was going to say, to be, very true. <laughs> to, to be honest, once, uh, after Thursday, uh, for at least two months all i've got is tuesdays and thursdays I... okay friday we're going to day up. <laughs> hey cool i'll Done. see you there <laughs> and see you dear listener there as well bye bye ciao <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
www.outoflives.net